Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your faith and would help you to get to know God's love, grace, and mercy in a personal way. If you have any questions on the sermon or would like to know more about Maranatha, please visit us on the web at maranathafreelutheran.com or call our church office at 218-498-2808. Thank you, and may God bless. Good morning. Welcome to Maranatha Free Lutheran Church. It's good to have each of you here as we gather in Lord's House this uh, Rally Sunday. We have an extra full service today, and so I want to get started here right away. I uh, want to invite you to take a look at your bulletin there, as this is uh, kind of the beginning of our fall schedule. Just make you aware of some things with that, first of all. Uh, Sunday school will be at 1045 normally, not today, but uh, normally uh, from here on, and uh, for ages three and up. And then take a look at the schedule here during the week. Uh, our young adults will be meeting on Monday night. Uh, Tuesday morning, the WMF meets. Uh, Wednesday, we have uh, meetings for confirmants and their parents, and uh, also for any involved in saltines and their parents, and then saltines does meet. And just concerning that, I uh, want to remind you then, um, if uh, you have kids in sixth grade and up now, our confirmation classes are expanding to a three-year program, so sixth, seventh, and eighth, and uh, thus we really uh, need parents and students to come uh, for that meeting, if at all possible, so that they can be fully aware of uh, the changes that will be coming with that. And uh, Pastor Ryan will be leading that. On Thursday, uh, the uh, Bible study group meeting at Pat Johnson's will be a meeting again and uh, starting a series there. And then men's breakfast meets on Saturday there. Some things coming up to be aware of as well. Uh, our, our full Wednesday night schedule doesn't start till September 28th. And, and so that night that, that all the different groups will uh, again be meeting and, and will be serving suppers here. Pastor Ryan asked me to just mention also that if you are interested in being a part of uh, helping with um, our sound booth and videos, um, talk to him. They're looking at some training perhaps in this next week. We also have a uh, district youth rally, or excuse me, district WMF rally coming up here that uh, Miranath will be hosting on a Saturday and just notice there all women are invited to be a part of that. Concerning our service today, good to have each of you here. Welcome to some who are here uh, to celebrate with us the 35th anniversary of our congregation, 35 years that we are recognizing God's blessing on this congregation and we look back with thankfulness for, to what God has done and, and we look ahead uh, with anticipation for, for what he will do among us in the future. We have a rather full service today and uh, lots of participants and uh, they've been allotted an amount of time which I don't know of but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, Sunday school will not be in normal uh, lessons today, but just note uh, for, for those in Sunday school, those in pre through, uh, preschool through uh, sixth grade should report to the music room when the bell rings and, and there'll be some introductions and, and singing together. Uh, seventh through twelfth grade will go to the high school uh, room for a short meeting there as well, and a, an adult class won't be starting until um, the first uh, Sunday in October. 
As we think about our uh, 35th anniversary celebration here today, I want to just uh, recognize that there are some among us who have been here for about all of that, uh, 35 years. And, and so um, we have some charter members here. I would just invite those who are charter members, if you would stand at this time, we, we just recognize you. Thank you for the vision you had to see the importance of a congregation that would stand on the authority of Scripture and the Word of God here uh, and, and your tireless work to uh, be a part of producing a congregation that, that stands on God's Word. I, I was looking at the list. There is a list in, the, in here um, of all uh, charter members. And in the 13 years I've been here, we've also had funerals for 15 of them. And so, a number have passed on during our time. Concerning the service today, then just want to uh, say thank you to each of you who have a part in it, and those of you who come back, uh, especially for this. And there are probably plenty of others that uh, should be recognized in some way that I will be overlooking here. But those who are part of the service, I, I will be introducing you. And, and when I call your name, if you could then please just start making your way forward even as I'm introducing you. I appreciate that and I'll just keep it moving here today. At this time then I call on the praise team to, to lead us in, in singing worship to the Lord. Good morning. How good it is to be here in the house of God this morning, amen? Please uh, just stand with us this morning as we worship our God this morning. So good to see a, a full crowd here this morning as we celebrate 35 years, what a blessing. And thank you so much again for the charter members and all that you've done. And founding this church on the word of God, the, the only thing that we can look to in life, the word of God, amen. Let's, let's worship our God this morning. We will glorify.
Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship here today. Uh, Jeannie Rasmussen is coming forward here at this time. Uh, Jeannie and her husband Stan and their family were uh, charter members here at Maranatha and raised their family here. And she's kind of a resident historian, you might say. So she's going to share a little of the history here. Also, just want to mention uh, Ann Mandrud. Uh, she and Rick are also charter members. She's uh, been head pianist here in charge of uh, scheduling, what, for most of those 30 years. Uh, and along with our worship board, uh, is working on a, a new pictorial directory, which we're looking forward to out soon. Morning. It's fun to look back at where we started and where we are now. It is so nice to see all of you and some of you that uh, have moved away and have come back. It's a real blessing. The first step for Maranatha was actually taken on May 27, 1987. A group of us met at the home of Martha and Vern Shainer. We were all devastated by the vote that was taken the week before by our former church. They had voted to join the new merged church, the ELCA. The new synod left out the words inerrant and infallible when, it come, when referring to the Bible. They also said that the Bible contained the word of God. We believed that the whole Bible is the word of God. We were heartbroken to leave the church that we had loved so much, and dearly loved, uh, and had many friends there. It wasn't easy. Some of our group had spent their entire life at that church. We decided to, with God's help, we would start a new church. We felt the Lord was leading us to do so, 
You know, when the Lord asks you to do something, he doesn't ask you to do it alone. He will be there beside you. The we continue to meet on, at Jay and Shirley's Sam's garage. Come a long way, haven't we? <laughs> we always met weekly there and we always close by singing the chorus, Bind Us Together. Well, the Lord was opening doors for us. St. Paul's Free Lutheran Church in Fargo graciously let us use their pastor, Pastor David Molstry. They changed their worship time to accommodate us. The final, excuse me, the first worship was held at Sam's garage on June 28, 1987. Then the Glendon Congregational Church let us use their sanctuary on Sunday morning during July and August. Meanwhile, the property which our church now stands, along with the building and land just east of here, came up for sale. How, what coincidence was that? God's timing was perfect. Where else in Glendon could we find such property? The Lord was opening doors for us and paving the way. We rented the building until the sale became final. God provided the funds. We were able to move in in time for Sunday school to start on September, start in September. Was this another coincidence? I don't think so. We continued to meet weekly at the Purchase Building. We first had Bible study, then a meeting, and then we closed by holding hands and singing, Bind Us Together. God's presence was very real. We had many decisions to make as a congregation. One was what denomination should we join? We had representatives from four different church bodies we could also be independent. We voted to, to join the AFLC, Association of Free Lutheran Congregations. They placed a high priority on scripture, believing it to be the living and active word of God. And we have been so blessed by this choice. And we had to decide a name for our church. We chose Maranatha Free Lutheran Church, which Maranatha meaning, come Lord Jesus. There was a constitution to write and officers to elect, starting at WMF and a men's Saturday morning's men's breakfast. We needed many things, a piano, chairs, desks, tables, hymnals, communion service, pews, altar furniture, you name it, etc., etc. What was amazing was God provided everything we needed. Some things were donated and some were purchased. The men became busy remodeling the building, the east part of the building, and turning what was a garage 
to a beautiful sanctuary. The ladies helped by providing meals and dinner, or providing lunches and dinner. It was an exciting day when we moved from our old sanctuary in the west side of the building into the new one, singing and praising God as we went. After pa Pastor Molesry left, Pastor Hub DeBoer served as our interim, interim pastor. In 1990, we took another big step of faith and called Pastor Dale Finstrom as our full-time pastor. What a blessing he was for 17 years. God also provided a parsonage for him and his family to live in. Our congregation drew, grew. We started to have two services, and we added Sunday school rooms in a trailer house south of the church. We began to plan for a new church building. That, was a, that dream came true. It was a glorious day when we went from the old church building and marched as a group to the new sanctuary, singing the church's one foundation. By the way, we had the privilege of naming our street Foundation Avenue. He continued to bless us, and now we have two full-time pastors, Pastor Lloyd Quambeck and Pastor Ryan Tonneson. I've just covered a few of the highlights of the beginning years. If you want a more detailed record, spend some time in our church library and look up the volume, History and Newsletters of Maranatha. 1987 to 1990. This cannot be removed from the church, but it does make for interesting reading if you have time to sit a while. I've tried to avoid naming everybody who helped for fear of missing someone. Also, it was a joint effort with Jesus as our leader. A favorite verse of mine uh, that was fulfilled during that time was John 1:13. By the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. May we continue to look to the Lord for continued guidance as he binds us together, as we follow his direction. Thank you, Jeannie. Pastor Dan Herner, uh, his, his folks and that family joined our congregation, uh, I think when Dan was in high school. And uh, Dan is a graduate of our Free Lutheran Bible College and uh, Crown College and also of our Free Lutheran Seminary. He's an associate pastor of our Free Lutheran Parish in the Dalton area and uh, recently completed a Doctor of Ministry degree at Gordon-Conwell Seminary. I believe he also serves along with uh, our pastor, um, Ryan Tonneson, uh, on the FLC Youth Board. Pastor Dan, good to have you here. Technically, Ryan is my boss. And if I didn't say that, he would remind me the next time we sat down. So um, it's great to be here. Uh, I serve as the networking coordinator for our youth ministry department. And uh, Ryan, uh, I answer to Jason Holt, who is the youth ministry director, and Jason answers to the youth board, so by default, uh, Ryan gets to lord that over me. Uh, I want to take you back to the early 2000s. Uh, we're in our soybean field, and Caleb 
and Katie Dahl invite me and my sister to youth group. And at the time, we were uh, a part of North Buffalo Lutheran Church outside of Craigness, and uh, youth group for us was a, uh, a bi-yearly uh, meeting. It was a business meeting. There was pizza, there was volleyball, but mainly business meeting uh, about when we were going to have the next business meeting. So when they invited us to come to youth group, it's like, well, okay, oh, we meet every week. All right, you guys do you kind of thing, and uh, we're glad that you guys invited us uh, because uh, we came and we saw uh, not only was there time together, uh, some snacks, and just so much ultimate frisbee. Uh, there was Bible study, and uh, just thinking of how my sister and I got plugged into the youth group there, uh, but even before that, uh, the, the definition of sweat equity, Dale, that you taught me, about relational ministry, sitting in that seat of our beat truck, all those rounds back to and forth to the beat plant, um, really brought, I think, the rest of our family to uh, the point of coming here to find a home when we, we finally left. Um, I think it was 2004, 2005? Uh, early 2005 was when we joined, but I want to say congratulations and thanks for the invite. Uh, glad to be able to speak here. Uh, when Glenn sent me an email saying how long I was told I was able to speak. I kind of looked down at who else was speaking and Dale was slotted for five minutes. So I said, oh, it's just a nice suggestion. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for the good laugh, Glenn. Um, coming off a, a similar celebration at our own parish, uh, we've had two of our churches celebrate milestones as well. And it's a good opportunity for us to take a look back at where we've been, also where we are now, and uh, where we're heading. You know, and it's a, a good reminder that uh, when you look back at fondness, uh, you often miss a lot of times what God is doing right now. And if you focus on what God is doing right now, you sometimes lose perspective on where he's leading you. And if you look only to the future and where we might head, you miss out on the opportunity to look back at all the ways God has been at work in your church and in the ministry here for the last few decades. And uh, I've been in uh, ministry now in Dalton since 2015, and uh, I've been doing youth ministry since 2007, and ministry is slow, um, slower than farming. <laughs> there's, a there's a lot of similarities, and I think Jesus uses farming quite a bit as, as he teaches in parables, and Paul talks about that as well, but uh, one of my teachers at Gordon-Conwell made the connection, he's saying ministry Ministry is gardening in a fast food world. Sometimes you, uh, you feel like you're just planting and planting and planting and, and watering and doing nothing but watering and pulling weeds and watering some more and boy, it'd be really great to see fruit. And right before you maybe start seeing fruit, those people move away. So it, it seems like you're always in this constant waiting mode for God to do something. But it's for us an, an opportunity for us to look for fruit, to remind ourselves that yes, it's slow, but we have the, the legacy of generations and years before to be able to see God definitively worked and moved in that direction at this point. We're inviting people, when we come and we start making disciples, we invite people into something that's ancient. Think about that, the, the special nature of how ancient people, um, 
this ancient tradition that we have of how we worship, why we worship, why we uh, preach the way we do from the Bible, why we hold fast to the Bible. We invite people into something ancient. We invite them into something larger than themselves as well. You know, we've been here on the, the south side of Highway 10 for, for 35 years. And Jeannie, you know, gave a little bit of that, uh, that history as well. But this, this property is just one small corner of a larger kingdom. And we need to have that eternal perspective as well that uh, we're inviting people uh, to something greater than themselves to become and to belong to the body of Christ. Right? And Maranatha is a corner of that kingdom. And we're here and we're grateful to be able to celebrate that with you today, to belong to uh, and to have a bit of our history rooted in this corner of ministry. So again, thanks for the invite. I'm going to turn it over back to Lloyd here and uh, we'll keep moving along. video uh, brief uh, uh, greeting, I guess you'd say, from, from Laura Finstrom. Laura grew up as a pastor's kid here at Maranatha. Um, she's a graduate of our Free Lutheran Bible College and has served, I, I believe it's about 10 years, uh, with Teach Beyond, teaching math to missionary kids in, in Hungary. Hello, Maranatha family and friends. My name is Laura Lee Finstrom, and I'm not able to be with you physically today, uh, but I'd love to share a few things on my heart. Um, I came to Maranatha when I was nine years old, and uh, I was really incredibly blessed to be a part of the congregation. And one thing that sticks out to me is the investment that you had in my life um, as a child, as a youth, um, and even now as an adult. Um, the support that you guys had for us going to Faith Haven Bible Camp twice a year, uh, going to Fly Convention, uh, going to mission trips, uh, I really felt like my spiritual life was important and you guys were willing to support me in that. And it's really had an impact in my life um, for where God has me now. You guys have been my sending church um, for the last 10 years as I've served uh, as a missionary in Hungary, serving other missionaries and teaching their kids through high school math, teaching them. Um, one of the things that sticks out to me in my years at Maranatha was uh, some key people, adults in my life that were really mentors to me. And I remember at one point in high school, uh, struggling and I went to my mentor very sheepishly and admitted that I just felt like I was in a dry spell spiritually and I'll never forget what that person told me they were <laughs> they just said they were so excited and I was like you don't understand what's there to be excited about when I don't feel like I'm growing in my walk with the Lord and she said I'm excited because if you truly weren't growing you wouldn't even be talking about it. And it just really encouraged me to just keep seeking the Lord. And that's what she said. She said, just, just keep reading God's word. Just keep seeking him. Um, and I knew that she was praying for me and would continue to check up on me. And so I hope that that's part of the atmosphere of Maranatha that continues on, that you're willing to invest in the lives of those around you through the relationships that you have, that you genuinely invest in them. Um, 
and also through your financial support and your prayers uh, that you continue to invest in the lives of the youth that will be the, the generations to come. So I just want to say thank you uh, for sending me as a missionary. Uh, you're going to see my face a lot more as I just moved back and now I'm going to be serving missionaries through Global Member Care as I finish up my master's and as I then continue to serve missionaries uh, through uh, counseling. So thank you Maranatha for your investment in me. It truly has meant so much to me. Um, and I look forward to just hearing more of God's faithfulness for years and years to come. As Jeannie already mentioned, uh, Pastor Dale Finstrom was the first full-time pastor here at Miranatha, serving from 1990 to 2007. And then serving, I believe, about 12 years up at Resurrection Free Lutheran in, in Beltrami. Um, he also served uh, at least a decade on the FLC Home Mission Board, and he and his wife Chris are, are retired and, and have moved back here to Glendon, and they're here most Sundays that he's not out preaching someplace else. Thank you, Lloyd. <clears throat> it's an honor to be here. <clears throat> Was I allowed it? any time for crying. <laughs> um, <clears throat> thanks be to God for his indescribable gift of his son, Jesus Christ. In him, we have salvation, forgiveness of sin, and life eternal. And apart from Jesus, we can do nothing, nothing. And he has been with this congregation from the very beginning. We're here to celebrate the congregation. As Daniel said, the body of believers, as we have been part of building the kingdom of God here on earth and in this community of Glendon and the surrounding areas. It's all about people serving the Lord Jesus Christ. You take this worship service, for instance, we have pianists, we have a praise team, we have special music that, that goes on, we have ushers, we have those up in the sound booth, and those that fill the communion trays on communion Sunday, takes a lot of people to have a worship service. And also the greeters that welcome people to come in to this house of worship. Women's ministry, there's WMF and there are various projects that have gone on from the early days. The serving committees that are here serving coffee and goodies and dinners. And it was my policy, not really a policy, but 
I tried to make an effort every time after a funeral to go back to the kitchen and thank the ladies. And I would tell them, your part is just as important as mine. And uh, not only that, it gives you a lot of good grace in the kitchen. <laughs> and I like to eat. Um, there's the quilting ladies, made numerous quilts for graduates, for missions, and so forth. And they still continue to meet. One of the groups that met early on was the Prayer Warriors group. We met every Friday morning in the conference room, and we prayed for the congregation one by one. And as the congregation grew, we had to split the, the prayer time into half, and then pretty soon it was split into fourths because it took so long. But it was really the powerhouse of our church in those early days. We can do nothing apart from prayer. Um, I also want to mention, uh, say thank you to those who have cleaned this church. Why do I say that? Because they're so important. This is a clean and inviting church. And if any of you ever complain about the cleaning people, I will personally hand you a vacuum cleaner and you can vacuum these 18,000 square feet here. The reason I say that is because I've done it. Moving every table and chair and it's work. And I appreciate those people so much. And then the men's ministry, men's breakfast, prayer group, going on since at least 1993. Continuously for 29 years they've been meeting. And I have watched people learn to read in that group. I've watched them learn to pray for the first time. been a real blessing. And then now we have Men's 33, the series that happens on Wednesday nights where men learn to be Christian men in their homes and their families, their business. It's tremendous ministry. Praise God. And thank you for those who lead. Numerous Bible studies have gone on in small groups. Youth group. Laura mentioned her experience in youth group. I want to say thank you for everyone who has served as a youth worker in this congregation. You have had a tremendous impact on many people. And I say thank you part of the kingdom. There have been confirmation teaching going on. Sunday school, VBS, kids club, friendship club, 
tremendous ministry. Thank you for those of you who have served in those capacities. We couldn't do it without you. I have to mention the church secretaries. I, there have only been two here in these 35 years. Linda Nelson, who is here this morning, and Annie Wrongley. They have did a fantastic job of keeping me in line. <laughs> That's a major task, and they've done so well at it. <clears throat> I have to share one thing. I facetiously did something when we came back now this last time. I, uh, we were moved in about two weeks, so I called the church office and I disguised my voice. And, I, and uh, Annie answered the phone and says, Maranatha Free Lutheran. And, and I asked her, he says, what, what, what can you tell me about this Maranatha church, you know? And uh, what, what's the doctrine and what is it like and so forth. And she graciously answered my questions. And pretty soon I couldn't contain it any longer and I burst out laughing. And Annie says, you rat. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, too. Thank you for a good job. Young men that have been called into the ministry, thank you for Barry and his wife Kirsty and family for answering God's call. God bless you. For Dan and Hannah and their family, thank you for answering God's call. Barry uh, came up and did some intern work under the youth uh, worker at Resurrection, Don Edlin. So I got to visit with him quite often. And uh, I encouraged him. I said, you know, I know you want to be a youth worker, but you're going to get old someday. Why don't you go get your ordination? So that when your youthfulness is done, you have something to do. <laughs> and uh, he did that. I'm proud of him, and now he has his doctrine. Missionaries. Locally in the FM area, you've supported many groups, and those around the world. And you've sent out many short-term mission teams. To God be the glory. Thank you for having a heart for missions. And then pastors I served with. Pastor Hub and Emmy DeBoer, he was the interim just before I came. And later on, he became visitation pastor with me. Uh, Hub and Emmy, wonderful people, home and glory now. And then uh, Pastor Hing and Evangeline came. Pastor Hing came to me, he says, have you got something for me to do? You know, the poor guy didn't have a hobby. And uh, ministry was his whole life. And he uh, served well. He started his sermon with a joke every time. I couldn't do that. 
And you know, we got along pretty good. He was a full-blooded Norwegian. Can you imagine that? But a great man of God. And I, both him and his wife are home in glory. And then there was a couple. They came here. They needed to be loved up. They needed healing. They needed encouragement and a place to worship. Pastor Kurt and Kathy Frankhauser came here. And after about six months, we put him on staff and he became visitation and also the pastor at Ulan, Maranatha at Ulan. Kurt and Kathy, would you stand? I just want to honor you today. Great people, prayer warriors, thank you. And then there was Lauren Fevig and Eulen, Pastor John and Ruby Abel, who were, they weren't out preaching, they were encouraging them in the Eulen church. And uh, uh, Pastor Kurt, you were very gracious to John, I know that, because John was one that took charge, what a great man of God. And he's home in glory and so is Lorne, but Ruby lives in Minneapolis with one of her children. Thankful for each one. And I'm thankful for my pastors today, Pastor Lloyd, his wife Jean. Pastor Ryan and his wife, Liz. I'm thankful to call him my pastor. And they've been doing a good job of shepherding this congregation. And few of you know all the work that goes behind the scenes that they do on a daily basis. They're men of God. Thank you, guys. And then I want to say thank you to all who have served on boards and committees. Uh, some have served for years, faithfully. Some have put in numerous hours. And have displayed tremendous leadership, and I'm so grateful for that. And. Uh, God bless you for all your efforts, and I say thank you. Last but not least, I want to thank my wife, Chris. She's been my biggest asset in marriage and ministry. Apart from her, ministry would be almost impossible. I'm so grateful. You know, when I, I go to places I've been, I, I say, you know, wherever we've been, you know, the people loved Chris and they tolerated me. <laughs> yeah, I knew she'd do that. She says, just, just remember, Dale, all the older ladies always hugged you. <laughs> but I so appreciate my wife. 
I want to say God bless you. And may all who come behind us find us faithful as those who have gone before us and are in the church triumphant today have been faithful. Keep building the kingdom of God. Stay true to the word of God and obedient to the Holy Spirit. And God will continue to bless. It takes a whole congregation to do the kingdom's work. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. I certainly could echo those sentiments uh, as we think of the many people that it takes to uh, make a congregation run and, and uh, just the privilege it is of working together in God's kingdom. Uh, thank you to so many of you who lead in all kinds of ways and, and serve behind the scenes as well. Pastor Dale and I have at least one thing in common. Uh, we both married up. <laughs> uh, Glenn Erlacher. He is our current president of our congregation. He's served well in various capacities of leadership uh, here, including a couple terms on our deacon board, uh, and uh, currently is uh, leading our, our men's uh, Wednesday night ministry, the men's 33. It appears like I should have uh, done a little more research as to what Pastor Dale was going to share because. Uh, some of the things that I wanted to highlight as far as our current ministries, uh, he has covered. So some of this stuff you're going to hear twice. It isn't. It, it won't hurt if you hear it twice. I may uh, just uh, re-emphasize some of the things that have already been shared. But uh, to try to capture what's going on or what has gone on in the past 35 years in five minutes is pretty tough. It's just as hard to try to capture all the things that are going on uh, currently in, the, in five minutes. And as I listened to Pastor Dale and, and, and others share, there was things that they shared that, oh yeah, that's, that's going on too. Oh yeah, that's going on too. Things that are happening that you don't see, things that's behind the scenes, the serving groups and and the Sunday school teachers and the greeters and all that. But we are so blessed, so incredibly blessed to have, have, have had a church that has consistently been led by the word of God, the preaching and teaching of God's word throughout this past 35 years. And we continue to have two godly men and their families that, have, that continue to preach and teach and lead us in God's word. Wednesday nights are such a special night here. Uh, we do have the ministries for youth, kids club, men's 33 has been a great thing this past year uh, that I've experienced before and then have been able to have the privilege to start leading. Uh, 18, 15 to 18 guys coming together to learn how to be better men. Women's studies, youth studies, kids club, uh, I would be amiss to leave out the Friendship Club that's already been mentioned. We have the privilege to minister to people that have special needs. 
and we have grown as a church to truly love these people and look forward to their place in our congregation. Uh, these individuals feel loved by people in our congregation and it's just a joy to see how we interact with them. That is a very unique thing for our church. Our worship team provides great, great worship music as they have already today along with all the people that use their time and talents to provide special music. Um, our library, it's already been mentioned, but I'll mention it again. Great resource to grow as a Christian and grow as a church. Uh, we have people that are involved in many different ministries. We've had the opportunity to send out missionaries, support missionaries, but we have people that are involved in a lot of local ministries, jail ministries, other ministries that our church probably wouldn't be able to reach. So as it's been mentioned, it takes a whole congregation to do the work of God and that is being very, very much displayed in our congregation. Our church motto is making disciples of Jesus Christ as we wait for his return. I think one of the ways, and many other ways, but one of the ways this is so clearly defined or clearly seen is our fellowship time after our worship service. There's great fellowship in this church. Personally, my family came to this church about 13 years ago, and one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons was when we walked in that church, we weren't only greeted, we were loved. We were truly loved. God's love was displayed the first footstep that we walked into this church. Our VBS, as it's been mentioned, is a great resource or a great mission, ministry for us. Uh, we reach kids in our community. Uh, it brings in people that probably would never touch the doors of a church at other times. Uh, these ministries and their effectiveness will always be determined by the focus to base everything we do on God as our King, Jesus as our Savior, and the Holy Spirit leading us as we stand on the holy word of Scripture in its truth and purity. As we look to minister to the future generations, we pray that our history in the years ahead will reveal our faithfulness in making disciples of Jesus Christ as we wait for his return. May he be glorified through Maranatha. Thank you. We have an opportunity to give back to the Lord today with our tithes and our offering and uh, invite the ushers to come forward and as uh, that is taking place, uh, my daughter Keziah will be sharing music. She's uh, been back a month or so from her uh, travels with the ambassador gospel team of our Fruits and Bible School and leaving this week for California where she's going to be serving as an office assistant uh, and parish worker in a Fruits and Church there in Camarillo.
steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus. For my life is wholly bound to His. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing. All is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me.
Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your goodness to us in so many ways, especially for your sending of Christ that we could know forgiveness of all our sin and eternal life. And we rest in that, and we thank you, Lord, for the work that you are doing among us over these years. Uh, we have so much to recognize and, and be thankful for. And we ask, Lord, that you'd now use these gifts to help to spread your word here in this uh, Glendon area and, and far and wide, that there would be others that would come to know Jesus. And we ask your blessing on Pastor Barry as he shares from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Barry Nelson, uh, his son of Dean and Linda Nelson, their charter members, uh, their family was here at, at uh, Maranatha. Uh, Barry's a graduate of our Free Lutheran Bible College and, and Seminary and uh, been a pastor in our Free Lutheran Church in uh, Tripp and Delmont, South Dakota for the last 10 years. Barry, good to have you here. Look forward to you sharing God's Word. Good morning. It's good to be with you, as uh, Pastor Lloyd just shared. I've been in trip 10 years. Um, oh, hi. <laughs> been in 10 years. There's a lot of familiar faces. Someone expected familiar faces here. There's a lot of new faces, too. But, uh, but I've been in trip for 10 years, and when I took the call, I told them, yes, I can start July 1st, like they asked. But I said, July 8th, I'm going to be gone uh, the second week. Uh, of my tenure there because I have to come to my hometown congregation for their 25th anniversary service. So I was here 10 years ago as we celebrated that one. I gave a, a shorter greeting uh, that day, but it's good to be back uh, with you here today. And as has been mentioned before, there has been some repetition uh, during some of these presentations, and there'll be more repetition uh, during this message, it'll be, yes, a sermon, a message, but there's also a testimony in here, a testimony to really God's grace, how God has been gracious to us as a church body, and how God has used this church body to extend his grace uh, to us throughout the years as well. And even though we have a lot of fond memories, uh, we do know that this congregation was not founded by perfect people. Uh, it was not grown through the efforts of perfect people, uh, and it will not continue on the efforts of perfect people. But it was founded, it has grown, and I pray will continue uh, to grow through people who recognize God's grace to them and who endeavor to share that message of God's grace to others as well. And so as I was trying to find a passage to focus on today, I kept coming back to Philippians uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, and that will be our uh, sermon text today. Uh, if you would stand for the reading of God's Word. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Here is the reading of the word. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is truth. We pray that you would sanctify us in your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This passage was really so fitting that I almost felt like I could just change the opening greeting and use it here today because I do thank the Lord. Uh, every time I remember this congregation and I remember our partnership in the gospel, I really still feel uh, that that's true today. And Paul, as he writes to this church, he too remembers the past that they shared together and gives thanks to God for it. He gives thanks to God as he considers their present partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he gives thanks to God too as he expresses his confidence that God will continue that good work uh, that he had started in them, that he would carry it on to completion. And as Paul always does, he begins with a simple prayer of greeting. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And for Paul, this isn't just some generic, religious-sounding opening line, but it really is a sincere and an earnest prayer. For the reason Paul is writing to them and the reason that he remembers the past and acknowledges the present and looks forward to the future is because he is living in a trust of God's continuous expression of grace to his people. And if we can really learn how to live trusting that God is always gracious, then we can truly learn to live in his peace as well. Paul begins by thanking God for the past, expressing in verse 3, I thank my God every time I remember you. Whenever the Lord brought the Philippian church to mind, Paul responded with prayers of thanksgiving for the time that they had spent together in the past. Even though Paul's past experience in the city of Philippi was not always entirely pleasant. For in Acts 16, we see that despite having some early success in uh, making converts such as Lydia, the proclamation of the gospel always, as it does, stirred up trouble in the city as well. And Paul and his companion Silas were arrested. They were beaten and they were thrown into prison. A lot of good times to remember, right? Uh, we don't have times like that, uh, thankfully, to look back on. But there are troubling times. But Paul and Silas responded by praising the Lord, by with joy praying to the Lord and singing hymns of praise. And despite that rocky start, Paul and Silas and the fledgling Philippian church would also see the work of God's grace move in a powerful way. For in prison, as they sang these hymns of praise, uh, there was an earthquake, it says, and all the doors were flung open and all the chains fell off. But the prisoners did not escape. It says that they remained in the jail. And the reason was because God was actually intending to use this not to just set them free, but to set someone else free as well. Their jailer. It says that the jailer, seeing what happened, feared that all the prisoners were escaped and his life was lost. But Paul called out to him and said, don't harm yourself, we're all here. And the jailer comes in trembling before Paul and Silas 
and asks in Acts 16.30, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. And it says that that jailer and his entire family were baptized that night. As Paul remembered the past, he remembered the incredible grace of God. And I don't know if that jailer and his family remained in that church, if they were still part of the church, as Paul writes to them nearly 10 years later. But certainly that congregation was impacted by that early experience of God's grace. Now to some, this message may seem a bit familiar, uh, because I, I preached part of this uh, at Maranatha once before as a Bible school student. Uh, that Sunday, I preached on Philippians 4, 4 through 7, and the need to rejoice always, not just in good times, but also in the most difficult of times. And, and I'm guessing that sermon must not have been too bad, because 25 years later, you invited me to try it again. <laughs> so thank you for that. But as I look back at my time at Maranatha, uh, albeit my memories are mostly of the warehouse uh, across the street. I'm extremely thankful for those opportunities to see the grace of God at work, even in those hard times of the past. And I was grateful to see at the very start of this congregation men and women who were willing to take a firm stand on the Word of God. And they truly devoted themselves as a group to the study of God's Word and to prayer. I remember many of those meetings at the time. I was just a little kid, uh, kind of on the fringe of those meetings. But I always remember how much they prayed and how everybody took turns praying, even those who, who maybe weren't as comfortable uh, praying out loud uh, at the beginning. But everybody took turns. And, and prayer was not just some formality. It wasn't just some way to open the meeting and close the meeting. Uh, but it really was the focus of the meeting, to seek the Lord, to seek the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it was done with all sincerity and earnestness. And I remember some of those early Bible studies, too, that were almost as well attended as the Sunday services. It really was a joy to see a congregation truly pursuing God together. And as I remember uh, those early moments, I remember the services and uh, Jay and Shirley Sams's garage. And I remember a few of those services at the Congregational Church. We were still struggling to find a pianist on a weekly basis. Uh, there were some interesting times, but they were great times. They were a time of really seeing what worship was really all about. And I remember those services in the old building from that west side sanctuary that was a little rustic at the beginning to the joy of moving into that new sanctuary on the east side when the work was finally completed. And I'm grateful to see the many ways in which the Lord worked in that group of people. I am even grateful for our extreme early Sunday school rooms. Uh, started uh, our first Sunday school rooms were basically a walk-in cooler with the door taken off and the furnace room. Uh, and I'm even grateful even for that furnace room that was a, a bit cramped. Uh, I remember how uh, graciously, uh, she told me not to share this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I told her I was going to. 
Uh, I was going to share it anyway. But I remember how graciously uh, Jeannie Rasmussen in invited me uh, to leave our uh, Sunday school class and to go join the adult Sunday school class for a time um, so that there'd be extra space for others. Uh, and, and I think by others, it was just Shannon at that time. I think it was just me, Shannon, and, and Jeannie. Uh, but I'm also grateful for Albert Langseth, who reminded me how you are to act in Sunday school class so you don't get kicked out, I mean invited out again. <laughs> you know, I'm not so proud of some of those uh, memories, uh, but I am grateful for them. I'm grateful because it really was an opportunity to see the grace of God at work. And when I remember those days, I give thanks uh, for seeing uh, that grace of God at work in this congregation. Verses 4 and 5, Paul also expresses his prayers of thanksgiving for the present relation he has with the, Philippi or the Philippian church. Verse 4, he says, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And as he expresses that thanksgiving, he notes uh, that what has always bound them together from day one to the present was their partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ. For they shared not only in the joy of sharing the good news of the gospel with others, but they also shared in the suffering that often comes from sharing and living out the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even though they were separated at the time, Paul reassures them that he is still grateful for their partnership with him in the gospel. Uh, that those trials that took place in those first days and the trials uh, that Paul was undergoing at the time, both literal and figurative trials, uh, were all being used by God to further the gospel of Jesus. And therefore, they were all causes to rejoice that Paul found joy even in the trials because he saw that God was using it to bring his grace to others. And when we remember God's grace in past difficulties, it helps us to live in the present with a peace, knowing that God will be gracious to us in our current struggles as well. And today I still consider this congregation to be a vital part of the ministry that God has called me to in South Dakota. I'm grateful for your past support, uh, for the patience uh, that was shown to me, uh, the encouragement that was given to me, even when maybe it didn't seem like I was pastor material. <laughs> and yet uh, none of us really are, right? And I wonder how many people had to say no before God said, well, I guess Barry will do. <laughs> But he does that. He does that. He always does that. Uh, he always calls those you think are the least qualified so that we would know that it's really his work uh, that's, that's being done. And yet, despite uh, my challenges as a young, young person, uh, there were many in the congregation who encouraged me. Uh, I remember a lot of encouraging uh, words with Pastor Hub and Pastor Dale. I remember the breakfast we shared when I was at Bible school, and, and that really made a, a, a difference in my life. I didn't go to seminary right out of uh, Bible school. It took me a while to get there. 
but I still remember uh, those encouragements. I remember the encouragements of Sunday school teachers and youth group advisors uh, that helped me grow in my faith and to seek the Lord's voice. And I'm just going to mention some. I know I won't get them all, but, but I still feel like I have to mention uh, some of these people who really had an impact uh, on my life. Uh, Vern and Martha Shaner. Uh, Vern, I was so neat, and I, and I don't even know how old he was at the time, okay? Uh, I'm sorry, but as a young kid, you know, I just feel like you were all old back then. <laughs> but, but, you know, that weird perspective, right? And now... Here I am. Um, but uh, Vern and Martha Shaner and, and Vern's excitement uh, in our shared love of the Apple II-seat computer and uh, many of the ministry that he did uh, as we talked about computers. Uh, Stan and Jeannie Rasmussen, I already uh, mentioned uh, Jeannie. Uh, Albert and, and Jean Langseth, I remember that one uh, meeting I had with Albert against the wall at the adult Sunday school. <laughs> time, and, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he took the time to, to teach me, and, and Jean, I spent some time with her too after Albert's passing, helped cleaning up some storm damage one summer, and, and it was a meaningful time, and uh, remembering uh, trips with Norma and Ruth Langseth to Buffalo River State Park for Vacation Bible School, and the visits we shared uh, there. Uh, youth group, uh, Cliff and Mary Langrud, Rick and Ann Mandrud, uh, Dan and Carol Johnson, uh, all um, just thank you for letting me stay. <laughs> uh, but, but it was, uh, you know, a memorable time and things I still think of often and I'm grateful uh, for that support and encouragement to many others too who throughout the years, um, you know, we shared many uh, good moments together. I'm also grateful for the, for the financial help this congregation provided during Bible school and later seminary and for your prayers also, uh, not just in regard to the ministry, but also uh, prayers when I was serving with the U.S. Army in Afghanistan. Uh, it was really during that time that I, I felt that the Lord was calling me to seminary when I returned, and, and uh, when I returned, that's uh, what I did, and um, thank you for your prayers. And I continue to pray for you as well. Uh, each week we pray for three AFLC congregations, and uh, last week uh, one on that list happened to be Maranatha. And so I thought, what a wonderful thing for God to use that uh, to prepare me to uh, be here and share with you uh, here this morning. And finally, Paul concludes uh, this opening greeting with a prayer for the future in verse 6, saying, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. In that final part, Paul expresses his confidence that it would be the grace of the Lord that would continue to bring them peace as he carried out his work in them. And now Paul's confidence was not based on the characteristics of the Philippian church. His confidence wasn't in the, the ministry that they were doing itself. But his confidence was firmly fixed on Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus had a plan for that church and that Jesus would continue and complete that work. And so, too, as we look to the future, as has been said a couple times already this morning, we need to ensure that our confidence is never placed in ourselves, 
that our confidence is never placed in our building or the programs we have or the pastors we have, but the confidence is in the one who began that good work and the promise that he will continue that work and will finish that work in the day of Christ Jesus. That we need to have the, the, the confidence to remember to keep our focus on the word of God and to take a stand on the truth of God's word. Uh, and if it ever comes to the point where we have to choose between God's word and, and a congregation, I hope we too have the, the confidence uh, to leave behind traditions and buildings to follow the spirit of God. But in order to ensure that doesn't happen, we should also make every effort to ensure that everything we done or that we do is done with a spirit of joyful prayer and a reliance on the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I hope that today and in the days to come that this congregation would continue those practices that brought it into existence. That Maranatha would always be a congregation of fervent prayer. That Maranatha would always be a congregation that desires to learn and to put into practice God's word together. And that they would always seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And may our focus always be on the grace of God offered to us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Barry, thank you for sharing from God's word and for pointing us again to Jesus. I've been asked to uh, share a few minutes about the future of Maranatha. And uh, first and foremost, you should know that I am not a prophet of God, uh, nor do I claim to be. God has not revealed to me in visions or dreams what the future holds, what tomorrow holds. I don't have a crystal ball to gaze into. I do not own a DeLorean. And even if I did, I don't think I'd get my hands on a flux capacitor. Um, some of you will understand that reference, right? <laughs> so sometimes it's, uh, it can be hard to talk about the future. I know that after the service today, we'll have a potluck. And after that, I'll go home and I'll probably take a Sunday afternoon nap because those are wonderful. And then I'll probably watch my beloved Vikings get crushed by the Packers, as is the way of things. <laughs> but none of, that, none of that is guaranteed. The Lord may return or call us home or some huge life-altering events on, on a scale uh, grander than 9-11 could occur between now and then. So what does the next year look like for Maranatha? What do the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 35 years look like for our congregation? Again, I don't exactly know what holds the future, but I do know that the foundation of this congregation will continue to inform and guide our future. In the past, Maranatha has stood firmly on the inerrant, infallible word of God. And in the future, we must continue to do so. 
resolutely. In the past, Maranatha has been a warm, welcoming congregation. In the future, continue to be a place where people from all walks of life and from all flavors of pasts and presents are welcomed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maranatha has always been a place where small groups grow and thrive, whether it's quilting or parenting or breakfasts or Bible studies, whatever's drawn you together. Continue to encourage and build one another up in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the past, Maranatha has been steadfast in the training and the teaching of children through events like Sunday School, Wings, Kids Club, VBS. Continue to be a place where children can meet and can fall in love with their Savior, Jesus. Maranatha has been unparalleled and paralleled in your support of, of youth and students in activities such as camps or retreats, fly and fly beyond. In the future, continue to support those youth and those students, knowing that they are not the future of the church, but they are the church. How many more Barry Nelsons or Dan Herners or Laura Finstroms do we have in this congregation right now? Who will God call to use their gifts and talents and their abilities, and not just as, as pastors or missionaries overseas, but in the congregations to which he calls them. Maranatha has always been a generous congregation, even when our finances are tight, supporting the work within Maranatha and within the broader AFLC. You've supported missionaries and church plants. You've supported the Free Lutheran Bible College and seminary. And as long as the AFLC stays true to her Lord and to her roots, continue to do so. Maranatha has done so many things well in the past. And as we head into the future, don't be afraid to reach out and to try new things. Don't let the excuse, well, we've never done it that way before, be a hindrance. And don't persist in doing something because, well, it's something that we've always done. New ideas, while they require time and energy and effort, often produce a lot of fruit. And so don't be afraid to dream and to dream big. And as we dream, follow the Spirit where He leads. Offer ESL classes. Begin financial literacy classes within the community. Start a coffee shop ministry. Provide for the needy by starting a food pantry. Pray and work for the abolition of abortion here in Minnesota and beyond. Plant another church. Start a private Christian school here at Maranatha. I mention these not by way of to-do lists. I can't dictate what outreaches the Holy Spirit will lead us to next. However, we need to dream big. And we need to pray bigger. We need to follow the Spirit's leading and be willing to move as He directs. So what do I foresee for Maranatha for the next 35 years? I can't tell you exactly, but I do see a congregation that continues to stand firmly on the inerrant, infallible word of God as its guide in a culture that will continually drift further and further from the Lord. I see a congregation that continues to share the gospel, the good news, the greatest news of Jesus with a lost and hurting community. I see a warm and receptive congregation that continues to reach out to the least of these. May God help us in these endeavors. Amen.
As we begin to close our service this evening, we will sing uh, uh, the song, Bind Us Together. And this was a song, uh, it was an early song of Maranatha that they would sing uh, constantly, and you heard earlier. It was an early prayer of Maranatha as well, right? Bind us together. You've been stand, or sitting for quite a while. I would invite you to stand with me as we sing, Bind Us Together. faithfulness to this church. Thank you so much for your goodness to each and every one of us. This is the body of Christ. We, we give ourselves to you, Jesus, as the body. We just want to be used by you, Jesus, whatever it is, God. And like Dale said, I pray that those who come after us will find us faithful. Thank you so much, God. Amen. us together in your love. You have been so faithful in the past. Continue to be so faithful to us in the future. And Father, as we gather together around tables and we uh, eat food together and we share memories and we talk and we fellowship, we ask your blessing on the meal, the many hands that prepared it. We ask also that you would just bless the conversations that we have around those tables. May you be honored and glorified in all that is said and done. In Jesus' name, amen. I would invite you all to uh, stick around following this. Uh, join us in the fellowship hall for the potluck. Even if you did not bring anything to the potluck, you are more than welcome to attend. Whether you've been here at Maranatha for uh, 35 years or an hour and 35 minutes, we invite you to join us. Uh, receive the benediction. And now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, may he equip you with every good thing that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory forever and ever. 
Amen. We'll close with the doxology.